The Holy Gospel for Resurrection Sunday, Easter. St. Mark, chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Happy Easter to all of you. Happy, happy Easter. One year ago, on Easter, Pastor Katie and I stood in this park on the shore of Lake Washington to share with you what we thought would be a unique Easter sermon one in which we are separated from ourselves and from our church building. Well, here we are again, proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, and because he lives, so do we. I suppose that also means that we as a congregation can also live and thrive even when it feels like we are in a kind of pandemic tomb. As you already know, our ministry at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church has been strong this past year. We have found creative ways to worship and study and connect and serve one another and serve the world around us. Indeed, we have learned many things this past year, and we will take these learnings into the future to enhance ministry for years to come. Our future ministry our future ministry. That is what we want to talk with you about today, this Easter Sunday. And I begin by sharing a little secret with you. My secret is about the Gospel of St. Mark. This year, we read most of our Gospel lessons from the Gospel of St. Mark. And my little secret is that when I first started to study the Gospel of Mark at seminary, I didn't like it. It was my least favorite gospel. I had no idea that the original gospel of Mark ended without a story of the resurrection. There was no story in the original gospel of Jesus alive in the midst of his disciples. I couldn't believe it when I learned this. The gospel just ended with the women leaving the empty tomb afraid, saying nothing to anyone. So I thought to myself, why would Mark 
not include the Easter message? Why did the book end so abruptly? Why was Mark so unfinished? I personally like things resolved, finished. Tie the ribbon on, on it is one of my mottos. And Mark did not tie the ribbon. It was like Mark wrote a short little novel about Jesus, but left off the last chapter. When you read your next novel and you get close to that last chapter, imagine the chapter has been torn out and how frustrated you would be without knowing the end of the story. Some of you may remember the illustration I used a previous Easter when we were considering Mark's unfinished ending. It's a story about Beethoven's wife. It may be apocryphal, but it makes an important point. To wake Beethoven up in the morning, Beethoven's wife would play the piano, a C major scale, but leave off the last note. You know how it goes. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. Beethoven would jump out of bed, rush down the stairs, hit that last key, and complete the scale. And he was up for the day. When my professor taught our class the gospel of St. Mark, as an unfinished gospel, he used that illustration to make the point. The point was that Mark was playing the story of Jesus for us like that C major scale. The last chapter of the Jesus story, the resurrection chapter, is to be written with us in mind. We are the ones to wake up and complete the story. Jesus is alive, but not just for the disciples 2,000 years ago. Jesus is alive now, today. Look around, you will see. The Spirit of Jesus is close to us, in us, and through us. Today, Pastor Katie and I stand here at O.O. Denny Park, and it, it seems empty. It seems like Easter's not complete without a big gathering, trumpets and choirs and Easter outfits and children and orchestra and dear friends. This may feel like an unfinished Holy Week, anticlimactic, even lonely. Maybe that's how the women felt at the tomb. Maybe they longed for things to return to as they had been. Maybe the women thought Jesus' story just ended abruptly, without a last chapter, ended with Jesus' death. And so they fled from the tomb in fear and trembling and said nothing to anyone. Mark ends by telling us that the women said nothing to anyone. Well, we know that's not true because we're retelling the story even now, today in this pandemic year. The women found the courage to see Jesus in their midst, to write that last chapter with their own witness and service of Jesus alive, Jesus alive in their community of faith and by extension in ours. Jesus is alive wherever love is shared. Jesus is alive even in the midst of this pandemic. For the Gospel of St. Mark, Easter 
is not a past tense story. Easter is present tense, and you and I are part of it. Easter as present tense. That was a new thought for me when I first studied Mark in depth. Now, my least favorite gospel. <laughs> it's become my favorite. So here we are at yet another strange Easter with the gospel that has this strange ending. Silence and terror and amazement, the end. But think about it again. Mark is the earliest of the gospels, the first one that was ever written. So if it really had ended this way with silence and terror and amazement, there wouldn't have been any gospel at all. Someone had to tell someone and they told someone else and they told someone else until finally, 2000 years later, here we stand on the shores of Lake Washington, still telling an ancient story that started on Easter Sunday, but never really ends at all. Here's another way to put it. You and I, we are the ending of the story. Although, no, we're not the ending, we're the continuing. The gospel is, by design, unfinished business, which is something we have learned a lot about this year. Our life in this pandemic has uncovered a lot of unfinished business in this world. Economic insecurities, disparities in healthcare and education, the lasting and continuing harm of systemic racism, the increasing impacts of climate change, and the nearly unspeakable loss of over half a million lives in our nation and nearly three million lives across the globe. It's daunting. It might make you want to crawl in a tomb, or at least in your bed, and try to stay there as long as possible. But Easter is here to wake you up. The story is not yet told. We have inherited the world in all its beauty and its brokenness. Now you and I are the ones standing at the tomb, witnesses to God's determination that death and suffering and unjust executions and isolation are never the end of the story. Now Easter is placed in our hands. So, how does the story end? It doesn't. How does the story continue? Well, my friends, it's our turn to get up and sing that note and write the next line. It's our turn to walk boldly with joy and confidence and humility into a world that needs Easter as badly as it ever has. What does the end look like? We're writing it. What we know is that God is in the business of new life. God is in the business of empty tombs. God is in the business of stories that still continue. God is in the business of amazement. I feel enormously 
blessed to be writing this story with you together. And as Easter leads us forward, what we can remind ourselves of as the story keeps going is our joyful proclamation today. The tomb is empty. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let the story continue. Amen.